The Big 12 is in contact with schools in the Pac-12, according to a new report, and they could poach the four-corner schools if George Klyavkov, the Pac-12 commissioner, does not deliver the goods in terms of a TV contract. I am Josh Neighbors, the host of Locked On Big 12. It is March 3rd, 2023, 11.02 a.m. Central Time. I told you guys yesterday, I said, this will probably be the last show that I record in Costa Rica. I'm on vacation right now. We usually have graphics. We usually have an intro video. We do not right now. This is not our normal setting, but we'll be back to normal next week. I should not have said that yesterday because I tweeted this out too. We always seem to get realignment news on Fridays, and today was no different in that regard. So we'll get to that. Make sure you guys subscribe to the channel, Locked On Big 12. Please like the videos. Also, subscribe to the channel once again. But subscribe and like is the best way to grow this channel. It's very helpful if you guys do. It allows us to keep putting out content and allows us to keep putting it out in a timely fashion. Five plus days a week of Big 12 content for you guys right here at Locked On Big 12. Make sure you guys find us wherever you get your podcast Apple, Stitcher, Spotify. Uh, so if you guys cannot watch us on YouTube, i.e. driving, I know some of y'all like to watch the YouTubes while you drive. Do not. Just play it through those places. That also helps us a whole lot, too. So please subscribe. Follow us on Twitter, at LOBig12. You guys can find me, at JoshNeighbors underscore. All right, so let's get down to brass tacks. So you guys might be saying, Josh, why are you here? Or you probably know why we're here. So let's get down to it. Max Olson tweeted this out. We have an article from The Athletic. Max Olson, I know some of you all don't love Stuart Mandel, but he's a very good reporter. And so this is the title of the piece as I read here. Big 12 looking west, Pac-12 looking for a TV deal, what we are hearing on realignment. And the basic premise of this is Klyavkov is facing pressure to deliver a new media rights deal to his members by the end of the month. If the dollar figures or the details are underwhelming, which it feels like they might be, March may be the moment when the Big 12 finally strikes. Sources briefed on the discussions say the conference has been in recent contact with the so-called Four Corner Schools, Arizona, Arizona State, Colorado, and Utah, which has renewed optimism that convincing them to join is possible. Brett Yormark has eyed westward expansion since the day he was hired as the Big 12's new commissioner last summer. Yormark has never been shy about his interest in expanding the Big 12 into the fourth time zone to establish a truly national conference and boost the value of his league's media rights. The arrival of BYU this summer will get the Big 12 into the mountain time zone. Yormark wants more, though he has always said any additions need to be additive uh, and not take away. So let's stop right there for a second. Also, if you folks don't have The Athletic and they're not a partner at all, go get The Athletic. Some folks don't like to pay for their journalism. This this here, guys, it's definitely worth it, especially when it comes to conference realignment. Like, this is one of the places that you need to be getting your news from. It is always reliable. It's always well-sourced. It is usually multiple reporters working on this stuff. So if you want that reliable news, this is where to go. Not saying there's not folks on Twitter that can, you know, have some stuff going on, but this is the best place to get that news. So there you go. There is the premise of this. Now, obviously, I'd say, Josh, that's not really news, is it? Because we kind of knew, hey, the heat is on here. But uh, the fact that we're like, you know, that this is being said, hey, there is contact being made. The fact that earlier this week, Mac Rhodes spoke with Sikkim 365, 365 Sports, saying if there's an opportunity, whenever their TV media deal comes to fruition, and if those instructions or institutions 
decide that it's not good for them, then the Big 12 will be ready. And that is probably as simply, uh, uh, probably is as simple as I can say it. Your mark is also in deep discussions with Gonzaga, but sources involved in the process indicated that he wants clarity on the Pac-12 situation before making that move. Look at this. Our guy, Brett Yormark, like I know, but it's like our commissioner. So great. And look, I mean, um, you know, I think I think Greg Sankey's job is basically selling water to starving people or to, to uh, you know, to, to people who are deprived of water, basically. Right. Uh, whatever the word is. Thirsty, I guess is the right word. Right. Like that is what you're doing. The same thing with the Big Ten, too. Right. Anybody will buy that stuff. But now when we get down to the other conferences. We are in a situation now where you're not one of the top two dogs and things are shifting. And he has really hit all the boxes, guys, has he not? He has, you know, talked about the hipper, younger core, but beat the Pac-12 to the market with the deal, has made this Gonzaga thing, obviously some news, closed out the book on the Texas and OU situation, found a resolution that made everybody, not just the schools uh, on each side, happy, but also the TV partners, which are obviously very important. He is getting rave reviews from everybody, and now he has basically got the gun cocked and loaded. I hate to use that you know, analogy, whatever you guys want to say, but he is. the feet are being held to the fire right now. He is ready at a moment's notice. Uh, you know, the, 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 you know, the uh, Romans are at the gates, whatever term you want to use at this point. Uh, you know, everybody is, they're locked and loaded. They are ready to go and they're in contact with these schools. And I think, you know, as you guys keep reading this and seeing this, since these expansion courtships began last summer, your mark has been confident he can convince his targets that the future in the Big 12 is brighter. He ramped up the pressure by jumping the Pac-12 in line and reaching an early extension with ESPN and Fox in October that will make his members more money than they do now at Oklahoma and Texas. Now, Obviously, if OU and Texas were staying in the conference, they'd be making more money. But, you know, they are, in terms of dollar figures, guys, this conference is going to make more money without those schools. And then also, uh, you know, 31.7 annually is the agreement right now, setting a measuring stick for the Pac-12. Klyavkov has met, uh, been met with lukewarm interest in the marketplace. ESPN, Amazon, and Apple are the only known suitors, and any deal will likely put the majority of the league's events on over-the-top streaming service. The Athletics' Richard Dice reported there's interest from Amazon in a weekly Friday night Pac-12 game, because lack of competition, guys. That's why they would want to do it there. But that the two were far apart in February. And the Pac-12's timing couldn't be worse. Just since last summer, networks have uh, committed billions in future rights fees to the Big Ten, to the Big 12, and Disney's cost-cutting CEO Bob Iger said in February, we're simply going to have to get more selective. This gets to a very, very interesting point with this. So, and it also, and I'll read the next paragraph before I get into this point. Um, still, the sports consulting firm Navigates modeling, so this company called Navigate, their modeling projects that the Pac-12's annual, uh, average annual value, they put it at $31 million per school, barely less than the Big 12's new deal. Although the Big 12 has larger fan bases, Pac-12 games on ABC, Fox, NBC, and CBS average 20% higher ratings than comparable Big 12 games. This is excluding both leagues departing members. This is from 2014 to 2021. So what's important to note with this, and this ties into the television companies, guys, is this. That when it comes to these time slots, or when it comes to these games... Uh, the, the advantage the Pac-12 have, number one, is time slots. 
when you are playing, they cannot play noon games, right? Uh, if they are playing noon games, that means they're kicking off at 9 a.m. Eastern time. And I think we all believe these television windows, they're kind of thought of in Eastern time, right? Because, you know, New York is, you know, the, the television capital, right? But like a lot of major cities on the East Coast, you think about it in, in those times, right? It's uh, it's 12, it's 3.30, it's 7 plus 8, and then it's like 10, 10.30, whatever. And those late night games are the only show in town normally, right? The Big 12, the SEC, the Big 10 is not playing football games at those times. Mass advantage. Also, they have a couple big brands that play at those times. Oregon and Washington are two very, very impressive brands that do play late night action. And that is going to help your television ratings for sure. But you'll see, I mean, these these results have been cited. People have shown, oh, you know, it's like Washington State versus, you know, Oregon State's going to do a great number. Who else is on? Who else is on then? You're not competing for eyeballs. This makes sense, right? That's why the Pac-12 wants a Friday night game. Who else is on, right? Thursday nights, when they put, you know, and I know the NFL is king, so you'll find it anyway. But that's why Thursday night, Amazon, that's where they wanted the, that Thursday night package. Because on a Sunday, they're not having one game a week where they're competing for the, you know, for eyeballs. You know, and you got CBS, Fox, and Red Zone. No, they're, they're isolated on Thursday night. On a Friday night, what's happening during football season? There's high school football, sure. But if you're at home after the high school game's over, you're watching TV, you know, hey, I want to watch some football. You'll go over to Amazon. You won't really turn the, the, the television as much as you would on a Saturday because on Saturday, there's a whole lot of action. On Friday night, there's not. So that is why Amazon would be interested in that. But also, I want to, I want to note this on the rating side of things. If you're those television companies... And the Pac-12, you basically, you know, you got them over, you know, you've got them over a barrel right now, essentially, to use a lack of a better term. You've got them in a bad spot. What their value is is to you is those late night games, right? Oregon, Washington, late night games. You know, that, that's the value to you. But what you don't have to do is you don't have to pay for the whole conference. Why not wait until those two, you know, until some of those schools go to the Big 12? And then what you can do is, you know, you'll, you know, they're paying. Uh, they own 63% of the contract, so what, or whatever, 67% of the contract, I believe. Whatever, you know, two thirds of the 31 million is right. That's what they'll owe each school. But they also, the thing is, like, you only have to pay four more schools in the Big 12, right, or six more schools. You don't have to pay a full 10. You're not going to have to pay 10 schools. So that's an advantage there because thing is like you don't have to pay for Wazoo, you don't have to pay for Oregon State, you don't have to pay for Stanford, you don't have to pay for Cal. And I know hey, they fit the academic profile, whatever. But like the Big 12's got really not a ton of interest in that. It doesn't sound like. And also the television companies don't seem to have a massive interest in that either. And the Pac-12 has valued their independence. They value their academic standards. But at some point, that can't be valued anymore. That was It cost them the first go-around when Big 12 schools could be had. They didn't go for a Baylor. They didn't go for a TCU. They didn't go to a Kansas. They didn't go for those schools. Mistake. Because now it's coming around to bite them in the butt due to the leadership that we have in the Big 12. That we the Big 12 has, I should say. I'm not in the Big 12. Uh, you know, obviously cover it. The, the leadership the Big 12 conference has. So this is this is where it gets you know very interesting, right? If you know you know if you're the ESPN, you can get them all for 15 million apiece. Then maybe it's actually worth it because the amount of inventory is great. But are Oregon and Washington going to sign off on that? Hell no. If I'm Oregon and Washington, I'm going to the Big 12. I'm accepting that. Or I might go to the Big 10 and say, look, we'll take 40 million apiece to go join the Big 10 
if you guys take us in, we'll be a you know lesser partner, but at least we'll be in the Big Ten. The next time it comes around, television contract will be a full, will be made a full partner, whatever it is at that point in time. So that's the other interesting part is that you know we talk about hey he's got to get a deal done. Everybody has to agree on said deal, and so this this is where it gets so difficult for the Pac-12, and also once again the television companies have this advantage. They are sitting here thinking. We don't have to pay for it all. We don't have to give up top dollar. I mentioned an article earlier this week, forget on what show, maybe the Wednesday show, uh, that we're reading from AZ Central, saying that Amazon is playing hardball. It might have been AZ Central citing somewhere else, I think maybe the Sports Business Journal or Front Office Sports, one of the two, but basically saying Amazon is playing hardball. Amazon is using the kind of business tactic that has made them, you know, the giant whether it's media, whether it's retail, whether it's you know just having stuff delivered, whatever you want to call it, the giant that they are. They don't overpay. Maybe NFL overpaid, but I'm not sure if they think of it that way. Uh, they don't overpay for stuff they don't have to overpay for. In this situation, they don't have to. They could expand their profile. They don't have to do it for very much money. And I think if this thing walks away, they're not going to be like, well, this sucks. This is awful. You know, We're not going to do it. Um, and so I think, I think this is where this situation is now... Uh, spiraling is the right word because the Big 12 we know is in contact. They are talking to these four corner schools. And the thing is, the four corner schools might agree on some kind of a deal that Klyavkov gets. But if Oregon and Washington say no, the presidents say no because it's the presidents have signed off on this, then it's not going to happen. It's, it's, not, it's just not going to happen because they have to be part of this deal. And so I think this is where now, how much more do the presidents of these schools? How much more do they want to take? How much more do they want to weather? How much more bad press? How many more back and forths? How many more kind of empty promises are they going to take? And look, we've heard comments from presidents from Washington State and Oregon State, but those two schools, quite frankly, are in a position of weakness right now. And so this is, uh, you know, and also they haven't gotten the, their their uh, expansion done yet as well. So this is, this is, once again, kind of spiraling for them. Uh, circumstances have changed. Those b- sources believe if your mark can convince the leadership at two Pac-12 schools to join the Big 12, that might be all it takes to land four and pull the conference apart. I've said this before. I will say it again. If you pull two, the Arizona schools, for example, if you pull two, they've got eight, and then... They'll go and add SMU and add San Diego State. And now it starts to look more like a zombie conference the more and more you go along uh, along the way. I might say, oh, it's fine. We don't need them. But if you see those two go and get more money, you're Colorado and Utah. Utah might say, well, we're winning a lot. But, man, if we're beating Oregon, we're beating you know, beating Washington. If we're beating Utah, or excuse me, Utah, if they're beating the USC's of the world, if they are beating the Oregon's of the world, you might say, yeah, we're comfortable winning right now, but... We could go and win the Big 12, and I'm, I'm, you know, I'm not gonna say they can't. I know a lot of you all complain about Utah, but like, I mean, they're winning the Pac-12 right now. There is no reason to believe they cannot win the Big 12, right? That's a good football team, it's a well-coached football team. They've got really good players, guys who are in the NFL, right? I mean, you know, Mackay Bernard, and they've got obviously guys like Brandon Covey last year, and Cam Rising's really good, and you know, linebacker. They've got a lot of good players. Totally forget the guy's name they had last year who was fantastic. Somebody will correct me and remind me who that is. Uh, he went to the NFL. I'm totally forgetting his name. Guy in the middle. But you're seeing where I'm going with this, that they could easily do it. Like in Colorado too, man, they've already been in the Big 12. They've already been there. 
Um, you know, so I, I think that when it comes down to it, with what they're seeing right now, you have to believe that this the momentum is heading towards the Big 12's favor. I told you all this week I kind of went to 50-50 mode on this. Uh, I'm 50%. I think they say together 50%. I don't. But each passing day, how is it? How do you not feel like it's shifting more towards the Big 12's favor? Time is of the essence, and you know what time is not of uh, not of the essence for the television networks. What are the, What are they going to do? They're just going to sit there. They're going to get them regardless, guys. They're, they are going to get their ESPN is going to get their late night games. You know why? They are the world leader in sports. By hook or by crook, there will be late night action on ESPN. It's just a matter of what league you're playing in. We'll pay a little bit here, or we'll pay some of your members more, but still not, a, you know, it's not, not as not as much as we would have paid over here. We're gonna get our games. They'll probably get their Oregon, their Washington. They'll probably get their Utah against Oregon. They'll probably get their Colorado, Deion Sanders games, whatever. Like this, there is some serious momentum here, folks. There's serious momentum, and it could happen as soon as like, you know, we might not have a 12-team league here in 2025, uh, or excuse me, it's 2023 right now, so 2024. Four is next. We might have a. We, hey, we could have a 16-team league next year. It's, this is not out of the question with the way things are going right now for the Big 12 and for the Pac-12. Uh, you know, with the momentum that is happening. A few more notes here from this. Now, your mark would need to get Fox to be an equal share partner in expansion. CBS Sports had previously reported that the Big 12's new rights contract includes a ESPN on a pro rata. So if ESPN said, if you guys add Oregon, if you got, or, you know, any any Power 5 school, uh, you know, we'll pay you guys the same amount. And ESPN's got 63% right now. I said 67 earlier. You've got 63%. Fox has not committed to that. But I think, I think this has to be said. Like, I don't think Fox is going to play super, super hardball when it comes to this. They might, you know, I think there's a middle number. Like, the Big 12 has been a very good television partner, I think, to Fox. Uh, you know, and, and when it comes to the conference, I think I think that relationship is good. I think Brett Yormark helped shepherd that thing and make that thing happen. Now, TV companies like to be shrewd, but and I'm not saying they're going to give away any money. But I think there is an arrangement. There is some number there. And once again, guys, while there might be a short-term hit, Mac Rhodes mentioned this as well, right? Let's just say, hey, we have to distribute a little less money to every single school. Um, when the next TV contract comes up and there is no Pac-12 or a zombie Pac-12, you are in a better position to get more money because you've eliminated a competitor. ACC is not up till 2036. We hit on them on, actually on today's, today's show earlier. Go check that out. Uh, SEC, Big Ten will go to market. Who else will go to market, though? 2031? It'll be the Big 12, and also, if they want to, uh, 2030, 2031, and also, if they want to one more time around, they could do it before 2036 when the ACC's TV deal is up. So there are plenty of possibilities here, There is, and there's also plenty, you know, opportunity. Hey, that next TV deal, guys, like, you will be scrapping in the Pac-12. You will be fighting in that conference for every cent, for every dollar. In the Big 12, no, because you'll be in a better spot, and also that those that competitor is now gone. One more thing from this, I think this is really interesting. Uh, and also, Fox would have to sign off on the Big 12 adding Pac-12 schools as full share members. Now, I actually don't think that they'd have too many problems with that. Once again, it's about finding a dollar figure, but that's inventory they actually didn't plan on having, and then they're going to have, right? Uh, I think maybe Fox, you know, there, there could be some late night action, obviously BYU, but this is extra potential late, later day, later night action. It's extra potential basketball games, which gets us to the next point here. 
Yormark strongly believes basketball is an undervalued thing in these TV rights talks. He has dropped hints about an interest in unbundling it from football and selling those rights separately when the Big 12 hits the market in 2030-2031. That's one motivation behind the Big 12's continued talks with Hoops powerhouse Gonzaga. Joining as a non-football member would mean a smaller revenue share for the Bulldogs, but they'd be inarguably a valuable addition. Arizona, a top 10 basketball program with Pac-12 more Pac-12 titles than any school except for Big Ten bound UCLA, would similarly boost the conference in men's basketball and its long-term ambitions. Guys, the unbundling thing is a key point. The Big 12 is offering a conference with could be with Kansas, with Baylor, with Houston, with uh, Arizona, with Obviously, you know, if you had this situation, Gonzaga, those are five awesome, massive, major brands. And you throw in the Oklahoma States of the world, the Texas Techs of the world, the TCUs of the world, the K-States of the world. These are all schools we're talking about right now. They're going to be in the NCAA tournament this year. West Virginia's like, this is why you unbundle it, because you are offering the best basketball package possible. You cannot tell the story of any college hoop season without this Big 12 conference. And so that's why you might unbundle them. And also, I think Brett Yormark, who's a guy who worked for the Nets, sees this too in the future. He sees basketball as a massive asset, and I agree. Here is why. Basketball is a sport that, if you guys are on the internet, on the Twitters, basketball is a sport that youth love. It is a sport that takes a quicker amount of time than, you know, baseball or football. Now, football is always going to be king, sure. But basketball's time is, like, perfect for younger folks. It's captivating. It's quick. Now, they have to change the rules. But it's a sport. Like, once they go to quarters, too, guys. Go to quarters. You save me one TV timeout each half. I know it's revenue. But still, like, come on. Let's go to quarters. Everybody else is doing it. It's the only thing. we got two halves in hoops. Four 10-minute quarters. It's great for women's. It keeps the flow going. It eliminates a TV timeout, right? Because right now you have the under 16, under 12, under 8, under 4. This would do. It would be the under 5, end of quarter, under 5, halftime. You took out a timeout there. And, and that, I promise you, you'll feel that 8 to 10 minutes every single game, uh, you know, when we get back to it. So that's part of it, too. I think he understands how that sport is going to be, you know, in the future. And once again, the Big 12 continues to deliver with how good the basketball is. And that's not going to change as long as the quality of the coach, the talent development, and the talent itself remains as high as it is. So I think that's something that we obviously have to fix. Here's one last note as we get out of here. On the Pac-12 side, a critical moment in this process could come next week. At the conference's men's and women's basketball tournaments in Las Vegas, the ADs in attendance are going to want clarity and hard numbers. Klyavkov took these rights to the open market in October. Nearly five months have, have passed. On February 13th, Pac-12 presidents released a joint statement emphasizing their unity and vowing a deal that could be consummated in the very near future. That's what they said. There's no official deadline, but each day in this negotiation process, as long as it drags on, it cranks up anxiety and perhaps vulnerability. As, as the adage goes in the sales world, time kills all deals. What ultimately matters is the deal Klyavkov can deliver for his members in the weeks ahead. If it's adequate, your mark and the Big 12 are poised to pounce. Also want to note this too, guys, like the position of each one of these individual schools 
could get weakened. Like if, if the gap is big enough money-wise, what's stopping the Big 12 from being like, we're not going to make you a full member right off the top? Now, I don't think they would do that. I'm not sure it's smart business, but what's stopping them from doing that? Real, seriously, what is stopping the Big 12 from potentially doing that and saying, well, you guys are only getting offered $15 million. Why would we give you guys 31? You can have 25. We'll just give you the ESPN share. Like, you know, that, that, that is something these schools have to consider, that their position will be weakened each and every day. Like, each day it passes, and, the, and there's no impetus from uh, media partners to give the Pac-12 more money. You know, why, why, would the big, like, why would the Big 12 sit there and be like, all right, you haven't responded yet. Like, you're not, obviously not in a good spot. Our, our offer is, is going to change now. So these Big 12 schools, the Pac-12 schools rather, need to start thinking hard and fast about what they're going to do. Uh, bonus episodes, we don't usually have sponsors, but want to shout out our friends at the FanDuel Sportsbook. Guys, make sure you all follow me on Twitter, at LOBig12 and at JoshNeighbors underscore. Uh, this year in the hoops world, we are 25-15-1, and we hit that future I told you all about. My money was in the Jayhawks to win the conference outright. I placed that bet plus 230 on January 31st, they did not even need the last week of the season. My eyes have been on Big 12 hoops the whole season, so make sure you guys find more of those bets, more of that action over the FanDuel Sportsbook, America's number one sportsbook, and make sure you guys follow us on Twitter as well. All right, that will do it for today's show. Once again, follow us on Twitter. Subscribe, subscribe, subscribe. We're trying to get to 3,600. Uh, that is the goal here for the end of March. And once again, guys, the Big 12 in recent contact with the four corner schools. It's big news. Brett Yormark is ready to pounce potentially. Once again, I'm going to read you all that last paragraph as we get out of here. If uh, if it's inadequate, mentioning the deal here, Yormark and the Big 12 are poised to pounce. How about that? Have a good weekend, y'all.